All right, so uh, four weeks ago, Josh gave us the recap in the form of a musical number, which I quite enjoyed. Thank you. Uh, last session, Dave accused me of being a poet, and Kate suggested the idea, and I think as a joke, about delivering the recap in the form of beat poetry. No. You're welcome. Oh, no. Shit. Fuck you. Fuck, yeah, Kate. Fuck you. Fuck Learn you, to keep your you, fucking fuck you. mouth shut. You're to blame for that. I'm an actor. I spent four years learning how to not do that. Yeah, well, yep. All right. Uh, and if I need to translate Don't from... antagonize the creatives. <laughs> Don't accuse me of being creative. This is not going to be good. Um, and yeah, if I need to uh, uh, break it down into something that isn't poetry speak, let me know, because this might be weird. All right. <clears throat> On a shore to the north, along the Meridu Walden, lies Lonelywood, the resting place of Adazar and his fallen brother. United at last, though both have passed, we revel and share their tales with one another. We gather in the tavern amidst the rounds and townsfolk, and spoke to one another of our stories and our hopes. Una's family fell for her freedom and her life, forced to flee from Goodmead to escape the headsman's knife. Philip Sybin's knowledge was not without its fee, a toll he tithes from honest folk to escape grievous injury. I eulogize with tired eyes, Coos has seen too many fall. The spirits take another, and we cannot save them all. Pavu's ties are known to be of spies and lies and gloam, though intimidating physically, he seems afraid of home. Zevian had pushed her friends along this line of thinking, but compromised by her surprise, she found that she was shrinking from the evil that's ingrained inside her mind when she was trained, and instead compares her pain against the stain of her assignment. Escaping circumstances has led to change in her alignment. In that moment of atonement was when the tavern door was opened, and so entered Nicolau to hear the bearing of the broken thoughts we keep, though it seems he's found meaning. Surrounded by sanguine snows, arose unfrozen the call to change it all and release the pall of darkness looming over Icewind Dale. With Nicolau acquired, we retired to the attic of the speaker where we rest, but while the rest of us hold up, Zevienne is cold downstairs, where a window has been opened, a stranger has broken. Zevienne attends the speaker as the target most prevalent, but has failed in her surveillance to observe Una's assailant. <laughs> With knives of ice, he strikes her quickly in her slumber. While his blades strike true, he underestimates the company she keeps, and as she sits up and she's screaming and she weeps, the vengeful fire she set burning on her fingertips leaps to her foe, startling the rest of us from sleep. The panic in the attic is a fracas and it's fierce, but the attacker has no backers and quite quickly was subdued. The apparition apprehended and tied up like Scooby-Doo. With a name like Sephic Keltra, his parents doomed him to this life. Seriously, what were they thinking, assholes? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, the killer has a collar and it's her, the Frost Maiden, making monsters out of men, it seems, her chosen, a knife-wielding killer, her will, or someone else's, manifesting in his dreams. I don't fear death, he tells us, as he's diligent in duty. I will be reborn in forever frozen beauty. Someone should tell this creature that his features aren't compelling, and if his ugly mug is frozen, there's no chosen waiting to dispel that mess. <laughs> we argue for an hour with the power to erase this sack of shit, but Nicolau is having none of it. <laughs> <laughs> he's dour and he's breathy and believes the man's a liar and that the fury in his voice will take us up the food chain higher but we don't acquire anymore and that's when Una calls her shot and we do not interfere Sefix dragged outside to the stump where wood is parked Una drives the dagger in his heart dead and frozen rests Oriel's devotee he leaves behind this legacy a shopkeeper slain a bloody sleeping bag another killer born of pain and enmity Coos considers a certain late night caper what a cruel jape or prank the fates may have played if the corpse of the man he found was slain by this one. In a self-realizing horror, Una quakes and speaks, though it is not Pavu who weeps, but Kate. Got her. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in the haze of the slaying and the praise is the pain arising inside the sigh of Psy who says nothing. Nicolaus speaks words of wisdom in the aftermath of this grisly justice. If we create a trail of blood on blood, we shall never save the ten towns. 
The message in this moment goes unheeded, though its purpose may be needed to sate the bloodlust in some eyes. Coos defends the grisly sentence, don't be squeamish. The body's buried, and a letter written, to the Targo speaker bidden, or his captain, to find the Cairnstone hidden, marking Caltra's grave. It's too late for Una's innocence to save, but hey, his money's good, so yay! <laughs> <laughs> Who needs innocence when you've got money? We consider marking the marker with a Drowhouse sigil drawn in Zev's hand. From behind the screen, a stupid joke. Drowhouse is Brian's favorite techno band. <laughs> <laughs> While digging graves, we visit Torga's tomb. She's removed from her sleigh and absolved from crimes accused. Buried in the snow, an ignominious way to go, but the trail calls, we can afford no further loss of time. The trails around the cairn are kept by dwarves in iron mail, with the greatest male among them, or at least the greatest named, being one Thordrak Frosthold. He seems cool. <laughs> with a whisper of his magic, Sai speaks the tongue of dogs and addresses boy. Sai directs him for direction, and from the party's whole selection, the only adequate election to the role of the second sled falls on Una's head. We camp at the base. <clears throat> Pardon me. The camp at the base has been partially erased by the wind and by the snow and by a hoary host of goats. Among their cursed number is a vile beast, horned and wicked. When a villain needs explaining to the depths of evil deeds what feat is more depraved than kicking a puppy, and so we meet Nyantai, <laughs> announcing his arrival with such a sinner's stroke, launching one unhappy pup aloft. <laughs> with a slew of sheepish noises, he is cowed by Kuspalad, or at least bespoke to aid us while we both keep bleeding off. And so we climb. With half a dozen hours more, before Aurora Borealis lighting pathways in the snow, we know where not to go by the sounds of wailing in the night. But something clearly isn't right, and we're unready when the yeti, screaming clamor, drops the hammer of snow and ice down the mountain slopes. Several battered, bruised, and bloody bodies buried under. Sixteen points of damage is, I guess, a reasonable number, Brian. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but in the carnage of the crushing came a stroke of luck, for the man that we've been seeking was still alive, buried in the snow, but still peeking up above. One Keegan, feared dead and lost atop this tomb, reunited with his dog, and soon his love, perhaps. He could rest but for a minute before blurting out this dire warning, look out for the crag cats! They were easily dispatched. Turns out Nyantai's a natural for killing, and with Zev and Una critting, there wasn't much left of the kitties but the wet kibble. <laughs> <laughs> Still, we set up camp, tasked with raising tents and tending flames. We listen while Keegan explains the strangeness of the days till now. An expedition expedited how, but by the exit of a man who bore a hole right through the canvas of his tent. He didn't make it far before his body spent, collapsed atop the drifts while his heart skipped and his breath went. A cause of death was never found, his body frozen to the ground by the cold without relent. The only clue from Keegan was a feeling in the region of his belly, a vicious pain shared by the goblin in our midst. Pants were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the condition wasn't missed by the clever observations of a drow, Zevian's uncanny knack for crannies leading to inspection by our cow. <laughs> Nicolau perhaps knew not. But aided by Eldath, he saw the presence of a slod. In juvenile form, a worm inside the belly of size bod. Fourteen days might be a modest guess. Plan on ten, my friend. Your options are clergy or emergency surgery, and I'd urge you to choose before the worm emerges. <laughs> and that takes us to the case of casing Keegan's camp and the companions whom he carried up the mountain but not back, who curiously left two deviating sets of tracks which rejoin the pack. But when they do, it's with another. Larger prints... Much easier to discover, left by a creature of prodigious size and bound, which likely haunts their group even now, consisting of a tiefling and an elven scribe or sage and a goliath going home to test his mettle and his rage. Even if he's still alive, can he really be assuaged to leave? And what of Keegan? Is it really within reason to simply send him home, or do we need him? That, um... I mean, you guys are setting the bar higher and higher on, uh... 
these recaps, and I just want to point out that I will volunteer to take one off of anybody's hand who doesn't want to do it, but I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> uh, you will get the plain old dry as boring recap I can manage. I'm already gunning to outdo you two. I <laughs> know you will be. Um, that being the case, <laughs> Kaylee, I guess you're up next week. Um, I choose interpretive dance. There's gotta be, at this point, there's going to be at least sure. one costume change. I'll take orders for lighting or... Um, we got a whole crew. A yeah, I got a fog machine. Um, Make sure it's union. For like five minutes. <laughs> you have uh, finally wrapped up the case of Sefik Keltro, the mass murderer that you were sent to find uh, by Speaker Nerth, Max Eldenar, and uh, Targos. And having left Lonelywood to go find Keegan, the missing mountain climber, and the remains of his party, you uh, ascended the mountain about halfway, got caught in a uh, quick avalanche, you were able to escape, found Keegan, fought off some uh, crag cats that had been hunting the poor man, um, and found what was left of his camp, and found that in the midst of their uh, of their expedition down the mountain, because they had already achieved uh, what they had set out to, or at least it seems that way, um, there had been some row in the middle of the night where one of the mountaineers, one of the mountain climbers, uh, burst through his tent and expired in the snow, uh, seemingly to have the same affliction as Porcine. Um, picking up the trail of the missing mountain climbers, you found also that they were being hunted by tracks that you identified as being of the Yeti. Um, we'll join our party mid-mountain climb. Uh, you have taken a short rest at the end of last session, if I remember correctly, so make sure everybody's recorded their short rest. Uh, and you are following footprints and climbing a mountain. So what we're going to do is a two-round skill challenge. Go around the table two times. I want one skill, one skill check for uh, following tracks, one skill check for climbing a mountain. And I'll let you determine what skill you're using and how you're using them. <laughs> We'll start with, uh, well, okay, we'll start with you. Ben did the recap, so we're going to solve the hook for the, yeah. for the end of it. Oh, I have inspiration now. Fuck yeah. Legit. Fuck yes, it. you do have inspiration. Make sure you record that. Um, yeah. I'm going to be very boring. Just roll survival for following tracks. Survival for following tracks it is. 14. So that's a 17. 17, that's good. All right, yeah, uh, it is dark. Um, you have taken a short rest, so we're in the middle of the night. The aurora is high overhead at this point. Um... And you've seen it sort of uh, roll in, roll in, roll in, roll in from um, westward, which you all would know at this point is seaward. That's where the Sea of Moving Ice is. You can see it's been rolling in. It rolls to the from the west over the Ten Towns and then sort of dissipates when it hits the mountains at the south and the east. Mm -hmm. And right now it is, is directly overhead. So your lighting conditions are dim and it's easy for you, even though you have dark vision, it's easy for you to follow tracks. Yes, sir. Just refreshing. We're looking, we're on the trail of the Sage, right? You are on the, the uh, trail of the Goliath. Okay. And the, and her, um, or the Goliath's uh, stalwart companion, uh, the halfling cleric. Um, who separated for a time are now back together being hunted by a yeti. And we're getting close to Pavu's home territory. Pavu's, Pavu's home territory is somewhere on the top of this mountain, although Pavu has been somewhat close to the vest with where and no, what's yeah. going on. Um, but anyway, that is a success for um, for Una in finding tracks. Sai, what are you doing? It's amazing how 
of the 18 skills, it still feels like there's not enough to capture what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, Interpretive dance. <laughs> poetry. So I'm just going to choose, uh, you know, just goblin, you know, sneaky mountain engineering and use acrobatics. Okay. With an eight. With an eight. Wow. Okay. Um, and were you using this to uh, follow tracks or climb mountain? Climb the goddamn mountain. Okay, all right. I mean, you've got stomach cramps. It's it's yep. fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to do... be a mommy. Yeah. <laughs> well, to He's going to be a mommy. <laughs> what, what do you expect well, when you're expecting? You fall off a goddamn mountain. Yep. Every time. Every time. Uh, Best way to terminate. Oh. All right. Uh, you, yeah, you're just not as nimble as you're accustomed to being, what with these stomach cramps and whatnot. Uh, Zevlin, what are you doing to help? This weather and stubby legs do not mix. Mm. Uh, I think that if we're on the trail of what is likely a Yeti, uh, we're going to have to employ arts of stealth as a group mm. to make sure that it doesn't find us first. This mm-hmm. is its own territory. Zev will do her best with the terrain and use stealth. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no. It's gonna be a nine. Nine. All right. Dark elves stand out against the snow. Here. <laughs> just a, a black splotch on a white sheet. I just cast fairy fire on ourselves. Whoops. <laughs> it could have been a white splotch on a black sheet. You're wearing the light up <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's difficult after an avalanche to walk on ground that doesn't crumble and slide down the mountain beneath <laughs> you, creating a large amount of noise. Yeah. Uh, Nicolau, what are you doing? He's trying to climb this mountain in hooves and ski boots. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> do, do they have to nail the ski boots onto your hooves like they do in horseshoes? <laughs> um, actually, that might work. But uh, anyway, uh, I've been trying to lay some I need to get a good patent. I'm guessing uh, athletics, probably. Sure. For that. Oh, it was almost a 17, but it ended up a four. Four is no good. You are also having trouble with your uh, big clumpy feet, which are more. Probably designed for grasslands than they are for mountain climbing not and snow. snow. Not yeah. a, I'm not a snow yak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yakety yak. Uh, Pavu's going to try to climb the mountain because I don't know what to do for the tracking yet. Okay. So I'm going to use my athletics with my big strong arms to lift me up the. That's 11 plus 4, 15. Okay. Uh, yeah, Pavu finds a ledge uh, in which he can do like a very like manly pull up. Swing his legs up over and start hauling, hauling the party up onto the next cutback ledge. Don't Goliaths get advantage on athletics checks? Do we? Uh, not all of them. I just remember hearing <clears> something <throat> about that. The, the I, racial blood they have. Not all. No, you get proficiency no. in athletics, and you're okay. you're carrying. Uh, <clears throat> you can carry a whole lot of weight. Your your carrying goes up by one size. Like category. an entire party. Yeah. yeah. Right. I literally put the team on my back. Kuspilat, <laughs> uh, this is your wheelhouse. Yes, uh, there's a series of switchback trails that are going up the mountain, and it's unclear which one they've taken because the avalanche has eroded out a whole bunch of the rock and snow, and the footprints just deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm trying to basically use recollection of the mountain and where they would have gone before the trails were changed to follow where their trail is going to pick back up on the opposite side of where the pass has been blown out by falling snow. Okay. Right. And that's survival to the fucking max. With a crit, twenty-seven. Hey. Oh, okay. All right. With um, with that rousing success, you get a very good picture of the terrain that you're dealing with, and you're following the um, three sets of tracks. Um, it's actually four sets of tracks. You you didn't realize that walking in the bigger footsteps of the Goliath was the third party member, the um, the uh, the wizard's apprentice. Um, she's been. Uh, 
surreptitious with her steps, maybe uh, not on purpose, just because it's easier to walk in big footsteps in front of you. But now you see, um, you're cutting on the switchback, and you can see where their path was, and it turns into, like, a combat scene. You can tell, like, this is where the Yeti descended upon them, because now footsteps are going in all different directions, they're spinning and pivoting, um... You find some pink shining up through the snow where blood might have gone. Um, and then leading away from this this crime scene, for lack of a better term, is the Yeti's footprints, and only the Yeti's footprints, going in one direction. And um, this third this third party member that you hadn't picked up until just now, this uh, Wizard's Apprentice, sneaking off going on this new switchback trail that you've just discovered. This one that may have just been uncovered by the avalanche, which was you know probably hard to see before. They split at this point. The Yeti goes in one direction. This one wizard's apprentice goes off in the other direction. And the Goliath footprints just terminate here? Goliath footprints terminate here, and you see no more halfling footprints as well. Well, Halfling's just like a snack. They're like popovals. Yeah, I'm thinking that Goliath is currently (laughs) Luke Skywalker upside down in the cave in the snow. So Mm -hmm. here's what we're dealing with on round two of the skill challenge. We now have a crime scene we can investigate to get clues, or we can continue climbing mountains and following tracks. You have tracks to follow, you have mountains to climb but now you also have a crime scene to investigate. Mm-hmm. So you can use any skills that are appropriate for that. Uh, Una, we're going back to you. I don't have any skills that are good for shit. Um, and my general rule, because I, I know it comes up a lot, mm-hmm. especially for people who are looking at their spell list, my general rule on using spells in lieu of skill challenges is absolutely it's allowed, because that's what spells do. They allow you to affect the way the world works. But I'm going to say a cantrip, will allow you to get a plus one on your roll. Um, for an easy skill, a level one spell will count as just a pass. If you want to blow a spell slot on passing an easy skill, you can use a spell to level one spell slot and just pass. Level two, medium difficulty. Level three, hard difficulty. Three and up is hard difficulty. And if you are using a skill, uh, a spell, uh, excuse me, a spell slot in lieu of a skill roll, and that spell's level is not sufficient enough to give you an auto success, I'll let you know that you still have to roll. All right? Okay. Sound fair? Uh, Can I, in lieu of, like, a personal skill challenge, can Mm -hmm. I, like, use something like Guidance to help another as a skill challenge, and that's, like, my turn? Yeah, I'll allow you to do that. Guidance will work as normal. Right. Okay. What about my bonus action to help someone 30 feet away? Mm-hmm. I will allow you to grant on one turn of the skill challenge, cool. you can grant one person advantage. Cool. So if anybody is doing uh, investigation, I'll assist them, and I will do investigation myself. That seems fair. Anybody have any issues with that? No. Negative. Okay, let's continue. Would it be history or nature to sort of think back and see if I can remember if yetis are known for, like, do they eat their prey at the scene? Like, do they eat their prey at the scene? Do they take back living victims? Like... I would say either one is appropriate because having grown up in Icewind Dale, you have some background knowledge on yetis. <laughs> but I will say nature will be the easier of the two rolls if you're trying to pick between the two. Let's do nature. Oops, sorry. That's a ten. Ten. Unfortunately, all you know about yetis is we live in Goodmead because it's far away from the mountain and there's no yetis over here. I thought for sure you were going to say we live in a society and just stop the sentence. <laughs> and just flip the table and leave. I saw a mockumentary one time. Right. <laughs> in, the, in the sixth grade when they brought all the girls to one room and the boys to the other one, the girls had to watch the Yeti video. I mean, yeah. We're not supposed to talk about the Yeti video. We're supposed to talk about it. <laughs> um, menstruation and Yetis is just a bad combo. Um, 
Sai, what are you doing to help this situation? So I couldn't help but notice you left out rituals in your little spell descriptions of stuff. Because normally, uh, under normal circumstances, a skill challenge implies that there is some sort of impetus on time. And stopping to take ten minutes to do a ritual really wouldn't fit the motif. Um, given the situation, if somebody, if like Zev's going to stop and investigate, I will allow it on certain occasions. This being one of them. If you want to do a ritual, you can. Like a ritual <laughs> such as locate animals or plants. Yeah, I would allow you to cast that in the situation in lieu of a skill. <laughs> And I rolled a motherfucking night too. <laughs> <laughs> I know there was a ritual. And, and uh, explain to me the spell too long didn't read. Uh, so I describe or name a specific kind of beast. Okay. A big white fur under the earth mountain. And then I concentrate on the voice of nature. Come on, mountains, tell me something. And uh, I learn the direction and distance to the closest creature or mm-hmm. plant of that kind within five miles. So, what, and I know you're acting it out, but are you specifically de- describing yetis in this spell? <laughs> That's going to count as a failure because yetis are monstrosities and not beasts. Whoa! Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I, big money, big money, no yetis, no yetis. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't remember if they were beasts or not. That's not, fine. Not That's Philip Simon wouldn't know, right? No, nope. now you know. Now you know. So that does count as a failure, unfortunately. Thankfully, it was just a ritual and you didn't use the spell plots for it. So. We know the same amount about yetis. <laughs> Zevelin. Yep, investigation. Okay. And uh, do you have any idea who you're using your guidance on, by the way? Um... No, uh, if you think you'd like it, I will give it to you. I think I'd love to have that. Thank you. <laughs> how, how do you ask politely? <laughs> she, she's like, she would say, uh, Nicolau, you're a knowledgeable fellow. Might I benefit from Eldest's guidance to investigate this crime scene? That is a worthy thing. Of course, yeah, justice must be done. good investigating a crime scene. Put a meaty paw on your shoulder as you're... Uh, Bending over. She accepts your meat. I'm, gl- I'm glad you specified shoulder before you got to bending over. <laughs> all right, so that's going to be a total of 21. 21, all right. Um, that First of all, that counts as success in this skill challenge. Second of all, this is what you find. <laughs> um, first of all, this, this is hours, if not maybe a day or so old, so you have to do a little bit of digging to get to the fresh blood in the snow. Um, and it is clear that there has been blood spilled here. You cannot tell the difference between Yeti blood and and human or Goliath and halfling blood. We all bleed red blood. I, I'm going to have to wait till you come back because I can't look at you and not laugh. <laughs> it's loud. I didn't want to... <laughs> Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Very considerate. I, this, is, this is on me. Um, you find no corpses, which is a good thing. No bodies in the snow. <clears throat> Excuse me. What is maybe more concerning is that after a minute of digging and dusting off looking for clues, you find the pommel of a great axe that is buried head down in the snow with a little tug. The whole axe seems to be intact. It just was dropped here. Um, It does have blood on the edges of it. So a blow was struck against its attacker. Um, But you find no other bodies. Um, I'll present this evidence to my companions, of course. And be be like... It would appear, as you surfacers say, some shit went down. And I look into camera two and I say, it looks like somebody had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Uh, 
<laughs> Please <laughs> throw him off the mountain. Getting into the sphere, she puts on her, her she imagines putting on her glasses too and says, it appears someone used excessive force. Oh! I hate us. Yeah. <laughs> but I also kind of like us. I really want to know! <laughs> Uh, you also find a uh, depression in the snow where um, this wizard's apprentice was hiding behind an outcropping, um, probably just waiting for the danger to pass, and then snuck out behind them and left. Um, oh, cool. Because it appears she darted right behind someplace to hide when the fighting started and then boogied after it was done. <laughs> That's the best guess you can make on what you're seeing. Um, that is all for Zevlin. Uh, you gave guidance, so uh, yeah, do you want to do quick, anything else? Just or? a quick RP thing, yeah. so... Um, uh, may have noticed that um, uh, Nikolaus like very winded. He's like, uh, uh, you know, like he's really kind of struggling up this mountain. And he may have actually been using this as an excuse to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Big plumes of exhale just coming off of you. <laughs> yeah, there's no disguising where we are because. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've seen cows on a cold brisk morning in the fall when they're all standing out in pasture and it's just, it's just steam. a steam cloud coming off the wall. <laughs> Pavu, your turn. Hmm. So like, uh, I don't know if this, I'm going to make a pitch for this because I have a plus four in it. Um, wow me. Is there any way for me to like tell if this fight was straightforward or not or if the wizard was more or less involved in a positive or negative way. Like fucking shit. Is, is this fight business. is this fight as straightforward as we think it is? Like the Yeti beat some people up, somebody ran away, or like where they set up. Is there something more there? Is like that an insight? Uh, insight is really a stretch. I'm not going to give you okay. insight. That's okay. That's cool. That. However, uh, it does seem to fit investigation, which I will remind you that Zev threw out a help action for. If you wanted to roll investigation yep, yep. with. Yeah, uh, advantage you could do. Yeah, because I have a negative one in investigation, so that's why I was <laughs> literally anything but that. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I mean, I know the uh, the rules probably specify, but for me, insight is you have to no, talk to another person. Insight, yeah, it's got to be a fair. human emotion. Yeah. Um, that's a fifteen on my higher ones. Okay. Right. Fifteen Not is totally a success. Terrible. Um, yes. And it is, from what you can tell, um, mostly straightforward. Um. With the exception of it looks like the wizard tried to fight back and, I don't know, use some sort of magic you're not familiar with, but you see where snow has been crusted over into ice like it melt and refroze, mm -hmm. and then they ran and hid behind the rock. Um, so maybe some spell got that cast off and then the wizard went to go hide. That's basically what you can find. It counts as success, but there's not much more there to be found. Um, but it doesn't. you don't get any hint of it being like... The, wizard the wizards, on that. the wizards in league with the yetis, or yeah, like, like that. I didn't yeah. know. No, no, it doesn't seem that way. Not the yeti. Um, yeah. like, so I'm not the yeti. Garrett's like, oh yeah, so the wizard was half like, yeti. I forgot to mention. The yetis, birds of a feather. <laughs> By the light of the full moon, he turned into a yeti. <laughs> a where yeti? Their yeti. Um, <laughs> the setting, I wouldn't doubt. A why yeti? <laughs> uh, Kusplad, take us home. All right. Um, I look at the rest of the group and I say, you know, it, it looks to me like the wizard's apprentice is uh, still ambulatory. Whereas the Goliath isn't. So I'm thinking we should probably look for the Goliath first. They're probably in greater danger. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, Nyan Tai. Yeah, what? Hey. Um, I can't speak to him because the spell ran out. <laughs> <laughs> or I could talk to him, but he can't talk to me. Well, you know, he's, he says, quit snapping at me, asshole. <laughs> I'm sure he does. 
It's um, a look. It's yeah, a look. Yeah. I, I gesture to the uh, the blade of the axe, like, go catch a whiff of the scent. Like, it's it's your turn to help, buddy. Nah. <laughs> and he probably says, I know what blood smells like, all right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to try and use him like a scent dog, so. Okay. Uh, give him a roll. Uh, I'm going to roll myself, actually. I'm going to do animal handling. Okay. All right. That works. He's either going to kick you in the nuts or he's going to do what you want. Uh, incoming nut shot. 17. 17. Nutshot. All right. <laughs> oh, and then he goes 25. Nutshot. That's um, <laughs> how goats say hello. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he goes up, and, and goat's not known for their sense of smell so much as their sense of taste. Licks the blood off the yep. end of the axe. Um, nice vintage. Tries to eat the axe, realizes it's too thick to eat. Um, <laughs> throws Kaylee's sunglasses on the ground, because that's the kind of dickhead he is. He is a real piece of shit. And then starts indicating um, on one of these switchback paths that you could follow to to get further up the mountain. All right. I said he was a good tracker. I trust his skills. Maybe not him. But... <laughs> He's also got your wallet. <laughs> Keep it on. He knows where my family lives. <laughs> so is he indicating the same path that the Yeti went or a different? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's indicating the Yeti path because he's tracking the Yeti. Yeah, we're, we're tracking the Yeti. Um, the wizard, he was not given any sort of indication on, so he's yeah. not following the wizard. But right. you, as a experienced mountain guide, could get back here at least to find where the trails diverge and retract the yeah. wizard if you wanted to. Pardon me. All right. So, net result of the skill challenge is that you are successful as a group. Hey! No penalties. Um, following the switchback path for several hours, you realize now that uh, with a short rest after a f- combat, you have spent most of this 24 hours either on dog sled or walking up a mountain. You are now getting very, very tired. Um some kind of extended rest probably off the side of a mountain is going to be required soon. Um, and as you are feeling winded, as the elevation increases, as the, the cold, the temperature decreases and the wind is starting to beat at your, your back and your coats and those razor sharp snowflakes are starting to find their way into the crevices of your warm clothing. You see what will be the terminus of your path. Um, this natural opening, this cave in the side of the mountain. Um, and that is where you all sort of come to a natural halt to plan your next move. I agree. <laughs> I can never tell if it's Nicola or Paul. <laughs> I try to lower the register. Okay. <laughs> that was a Nicola. Okay. <laughs> no, after Sorry. DMing for Paul in two campaigns, I know what a Paul sounds like. <laughs> I can tell. There's usually much more disappointment. <laughs> Ooh. So you're, you're faced with the mouth of this cave. Uh, what's your next move? We kiss it. Oh. Well. Delicately on the tip of the penis. Yeah. <laughs> we kiss the mouth on the penis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. So, and let's just, and we left all NPCs except for Boy uh, at the camp, right? Boy is, yep, Boy is with you. Sinar and Barry are down at the camp. Got it. We is have Barry Keegan as well. Again. Keegan. Right? Uh, Keegan, um, Keegan's with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, remind me who's Keegan. The, the mountain climber you came here to get. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. The other we found him and now he's helping. We found him and he's, yeah. He, yeah. Right. he, he told you in no uncertain terms that he's not leaving the mountain until his party is safe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a bit of a map here, so <clears throat> can I get table and space? Just, again, because I'm yeah. old and feeble. So uh-huh. he didn't get this far. He personally has no, this, this spot. They, they went up and down the mountain to the point that they wanted to go, but they didn't go this way. 
is it was on their way down that disaster struck. Okay. Um, they got scattered. Yeah. So um, yes, the um, the itty bitty waste is the opening to the cave, and the round <laughs> thing in your face is the cave itself. <laughs> you are somewhere on the switchback path outside. I'll let you play some minis if you want. Like here. Um, but I'd like to know how you intend to proceed. It's a nice spread, guys. Good yeah. job. We have a dog mini. You do not have a dog mini. I think Boy is a non-combatant. There you go. Oh, oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, Boy and Garrett are a package deal, and will likely be just giving the health action if combat breaks out. Yeah, because he's a scout and has what six hit point hit points. Yeah, yeah, he's a scout. He has six hit points and one level of exhaustion. Oh, he's in rough shape. Oh, you should um, stop that. Pour one out for him. <laughs> we're not known for. <laughs> Give the man a protein drink. We've already lost, what, two out of our three NPCs? Shh, don't say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) The green one will be Garrett, and the blue one will be Boy. G for green, G for Garrett. (laughs) Put them somewhere off the map because they're not going to fight. Yeah, and just eat them in the laundry room. (laughs) (laughs) Or the cookie opening room it is now used for. (laughs) And the cave is dark, I assume. Pitch black. Lit by chandeliers, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Have we a means of scouting ahead? A gesture to Niantai. Wonderful. Does your goat have dark vision? You can see in the dark, I think. Niantai! Mr. Niantai, if you would be so kind, Zevian says. <laughs> um, do as the nice lady asks. Go in there and take a look around. But try and be discreet. Alright. Uh, you may move your goat and give me a stealth check. <laughs> uh, Push that goat. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'd like to sidle up to the edge of the cave okay. uh, and just take a stealth check and then take a ready action to shoot if anything comes out. All right, sounds good. I think Niantai has a 17 stealth. That's pretty good. <laughs> Stealthy for a goat. <laughs> he technically trained in it. <laughs> I got 11, but I'm still taking a ready action. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beastmaster rules are really weird. Yeah, he has a 17. Okay, all right. Um, you may move him inside, and Kate, just uh, one, one unroll, one flip will do. Nice. So, bam. Boom, bam, there you go. Uh, and what is the dark vision on the goat? I think it's 40 feet. Water. Might be 60, but I think wow. it's 40. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it is actually 60. It's 60 feet. Refreshing taste of ice mountain. It, it, it could be wow. antifreeze. Rocky by Nestle. No, it's um, it's blue raspberry. Um, it's blue. Ooh, even better. Yes. No, so you're faced with a left and a right. In front of you where it's sort of crosshatched there, that is a pit that um, goes wow. down about, well, you... Further than your dark vision will allow you to see it down. Mm-hmm. Um, to the left is an ice shelf that extends to a ledge right here by the edge of the corner of the mm-hmm. dice throwing box. Mm-hmm. And on the right is a, uh, a rocky path that sort of climbs up at a shallow angle and uh, extends to the limit of your dark vision. The mountain goat is all about the rocky path. Let's go a little further in. Okay. Um, go ahead and move as far as you'd like, and you may flip the map once again. Bang. All right. Oh, it's really warm in there. <laughs> a little further too. Um, all right, so obviously the goat can't see anything over here, mm-hmm. um, but this opens up, and from what you can see, it looks like this rocky crevasse that uh, you are skirting along the edge of extends, and there's a natural stone bridge that you are approaching. This is the edge of the bridge. Oh, I see it yeah. now! Damn, dude. Okay, now I see the dimension. Yes. It'll make more sense when the whole map's unrolled. I tried to recreate okay. one from the book. No, 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 you're good. You are uh, art. Um, make a perception check based on hearing. I don't know if they get an advantage to hearing. I wouldn't be fucking surprised. They're fucking weird. 
He's got a straight up normal perception check. Okay, give me a normal perception check. It's more of a wolf thing. Fifteen. Fifteen's pretty good. Um, up ahead, you can hear sort of uh, bouncing off the edges of the walls and, and coming from down the hallway in an echoey kind of fashion. You can hear what sound like um, feminine whimpers and animalistic grunts. They're doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Thanks, I hate my game now. <laughs> you killed Paul. <laughs> The funny thing is, if I had said those things to lead her into it on purpose, I would have felt good about that. Yeah. But since I didn't know ahead of time what I was doing, I feel bad about it. Which says more about me than about her. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, all right. Well, that's Ooh. what Niantai was looking for was a uh, sign that somebody was alive. So it's time for Niantai to come back. Okay. Um, she retreats to the extent where you can't hear the noises anymore. And I don't know if she has to report back to you or if you just automatically know what she knows. So I, I don't get to telepathically communicate with him. I have to ask him a question. He has to indicate in some way I can interpret. Okay, so I, just I will roleplay that as well. Um, so I just like put two squares in the snow with the end of my quarterstaff, alive or dead, and I pointed. <laughs> he pisses on the one that says alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes! But it trickles over into death. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Future murky, ask again later. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right, Niantai says that there is a living victim inside. Uh, I think we should go in. Okay, let's do it. All right, I need a marching order, then. Um, I'm going to take my shield back from Keegan. Okay. And I'm going to take the shield in one hand and the quarterstaff in the other, and I will take point with Niantai. Okay. Um, I would like to know everybody's passive perception, please. That'd be 12 for me. 15. All right. What do you, uh, what do you 11. Do you How do you calculate that again? 10 plus your modifier for perception. Yep, also 12. Okay, okay so it's 12. Yeah. Zeph's going to look up at the ceiling while the ghost doing his thing, because she's suddenly <laughs> thinking back to the piercers. Smart. Uh, nothing that is stalactite-shaped is up there, so you doubt a piercer as part okay. of the equation. All right. Smasher, though. Did uh, I get a past perception? 12? 12? All right. Um, those of you with higher than a 12 um, do notice, and it's tough to pick out in the dark with the natural camouflage, but there is a Yeti um, outside on this path with you, crouched on the mountaintop somewhere in this general area. And oh, he's fuck. he's staying very still in the snow and watching to see what you do. Um, and you notice him, and I don't you I, I don't know how to express this, but you don't know if he's noticed that you noticed him? Yep, yep. Um, you said over 12. So is that 12 and up, or is it just me? Uh... That's anybody who's higher than a 12. You got a 13. So anybody who's higher than a 12. Cool. All right. Um, I freeze in place. Okay. Do you point? <laughs> I'm still sticking my arrow. One leg up. Inside. Um, do you immediately defecate? I do. No, I I, uh, I gently put the quarterstaff down in the snow. Mm-hmm. That's the and I draw a torch from my pack. Mm-hmm. And I light the torch. Okay. And then I just hold it up in the direction of the Yeti with the shield drawn. All right. Oh, he looks scary. Why are you mad, though? <laughs> um, okay, as you do that, the uh, the torchlight illuminates a small area of the cave and the or the uh, the outside the exterior of the cave, I should say. And the Yeti sort of backs away away from the, the periphery of light till he's back in the shadows again. And now it's it's more difficult to see him because the light is ruining your night vision. <clears throat> I can see you, friend. No noise. Then Zeb turns around. Who are you talking to? 
They are, um, I believe it might be a mated pair. I think we are being corralled into the cave so we can be attacked from both sides. Mm. These have smirks, lowers her bow and goes up to you, uh, looking at the cave cell, but leaning over to you and whispering out the side of her mouth, which direction is he? And I gesture with the torch and point up. Okay. Uh, would you? Would he be indicating that this thing would be in six, within 60 feet of us? I don't know how he would indicate that. About how far? <laughs> uh, when last I heard the crunching snow, it was, looks like about 30 feet. He's, yeah, he's, he's backed away to the point where he's at the edge of the torchlight. Torches are like 20 feet. 20 or 30 feet. So yeah. it's about 30, 30 plus feet. Okay. Um, I, can lo- I can literally light him up if you'd like. By all means. All right. Um, Zev, she will make hand motions to the party indicating to get ready, but then realizing that only Kus understands the drow hand signals. Lion <laughs> um, gets it. He's a criminal. Cool. <laughs> uh, she will uh, sort of look in the peripheral, per- uh, peripheral vision where Kus indicated and attempt to fairy fire all right. uh, to where this thing is. Dexterity saving throw? Yes. DC being, I think, 13. 19 on the die. So um, the area lights up with, was it purple fire? Uh, it, it can vary. I'll do orange this time so it'll stand out in the snow. Okay. Um, the area lights up in orange fire, and the, uh, it, the, the, the Yeti itself is not outlined, but it sees what's going on around it and retreats further up the mountain. Um, you, you catch his back as he starts trotting up the, the side of the mountain to get away from the fire. Okay. Yeti got back. He does. Um, Zev, I was just a little curse in, in, in Drowish. He was too quick. What are the rest of you doing when you see Zev fire off a spell? <laughs> Waiting to see how much he gets fucked up. Um. To answer your question, by the way, last session we learned that the Yeti whale is actually what precedes an avalanche. Okay, yeah. Okay. But is it like, you know, there's a thing where it's like, the Yeti roars at you, and they're afraid of you. That would be a mechanics thing we don't know. Okay, cool. You'll find out. What's this? Me. That's you, okay. <laughs> See, if you turn it around, it says Pabu. <laughs> Zev will then turn to everyone and say, Koos has spotted one of those Yeti creatures that he's speaking about. It's up there somewhere now. I am going to cast Spider Climb on myself. Okay. Does anybody else want to do any preparatory spell work? How high up is that ledge? Can we climb that ledge reasonably? You could climb it. it it's, it's rocky up to about 10 to 12 feet, and then it's like a steep, snowy incline. Okay. Suitable for Yeti, not so suitable for humanoids. Um, for it would be worth. like difficult terrain. Nayantai indicated there's a living victim inside the cave, and if we're going to be attacked by two yetis instead of one, so be it. Yeah. It's going to be close quarters, so we're going to be attacked by... Yeah. Rather than going on a wild yeti chase. Yeah. Alright, so what's the plan? Let's penetrate this mountain. Okay. Uh, I want a marching order, and we'll put you... Actually, you know what? We'll do... We'll do an initiative roll now, and we'll put you in marching order uh, per your initiative. How's that? Sounds that great. Sounds awesome. I call middle. We're close to the middle. Well, give me a roll. See what you get. I call dick. Yeah. Oh, not natural 20. 21. Hey. Also, also 21. What the fuck? Who's got the higher decks? I have a 16 decks. Oh, no. Dex. Oh, I, I rolled a 20. 
What's your dex? Did you pull a nickel? Out? I rolled a regular twenty, not a twenty-one. Her total is twenty. She's less than the two of us. No, I know they're both at twenty. I need to know Bravo, if it's a tiebreaker. Okay. No, uh, he and I are both at twenty-one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm the one who's just regular twenty. Probably yeah. third, and right. then me and Zev are at the front. If you would prefer to go first, that's fine. Yeah, I do prefer to be at, at yeah, the front. That's fine. I will. Cy? Nine. Nine. Una. Three. Three. <laughs> Nicolau. Um, Eleven. Um, can I be in the back? Can yeah. Go ahead order? and sort out your order. I'm fine. I should be more or less in the middle, I believe. I'm expecting I should be in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Does this worm rule initiative? Oh, yes. What about my boob has got, oh man, a 14. Oh. <laughs> You've got two hours to live. He's covering crook. <laughs> All right. Nyantai leads you forward to the point that he knows uh, where he's comfortable with. You do still see this ice shelf on the uh, left-hand side. You could follow that as an alternative if you don't want to go the way that you've already sent the goat, but that is up to you. I'm going to have Nyantai go the way he knows. Um, I'm going to give him no direction other than where to go, so he's going to take the dodge action by default. Okay, sounds good. You can move him forward. Uh, He's operating on your initiative, right? Yes. All right, so you can move yourself as well. Okay, go ahead and unflip the map another flip. Should we move this that way? Yeah. You may encroach upon my space if you like. Yes. I think I'm good here. Thank you. (laughs) And I'd like um, I'd like passive perception, or no, I'd like active perception from you and the goat. Okay. And it 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 can be based on smell if the goat has that. The goat does not have special smells, but he does have a twenty fucking three. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And I have a. Uh, Eleven. All right. Um, <laughs> the, you detect nothing. The goat is acting like there may it smells like a goat. <laughs> there may there may be something hiding up ahead. Ah, uh, okay. But you know you don't see it yet. Um, that that is Kuzblad. Now it is uh, Pavu's turn. <laughs> or no, now it is Zev's turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have you back. Yeah. Famous comedian Yeti White. Ooh. Yeah. Well done. Uh, okay. I will Yeti Mercury. Mm. God, you guys are good. Well, they're they're a mated pair. I don't think so. <laughs> Alright, well, first, I'll start off with a stealth check as a bonus action. Okay. So 13. 13, got it. And uh, I will just chill here around the corner and take a ready act, a Yeti action to <laughs> fire upon anything that comes uh, at, at my companions within view this way or against Koos that way. Okay. Uh, that is all for Zev. It is Pavu's turn and then Nikolaus on deck. Um, can I, can I see if the Yeti is, uh, like, has it come back? Uh, from where you're standing, you can look up. The area is still illuminated by fairy fire yep, for I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will maintain concentration there. Right. I think it's for a minute. All right. And so is the fairy fire on the Yeti or is it just in the it's space? On, in the it's space. on the space. So all the trees and the ground are outlined, but the Yeti did not get it hit by it. Yeah, so it's a 20 foot area. So yeah. you'd, you'd be able to see him if he came yeah, through there. He's, he's not where he was. Okay. Um... <clears throat> I don't know what I want to do. Uh, I guess I'm going to go in the cave. Okay. And I'm just going to... I'm going to go here. I'm just going to, like, peek over this ice and see what I can see. All right, give me a perception roll. Ooh, that's 22! 22, all right. Um, That's very good. Uh, giving this gla- this ice shelf a cursory glance, you can see that it is fairly thick and sturdy, and you could walk upon it. Actually, m- many people could walk across it at the same time and not have it collapse on you. Um, but it is hanging precariously over this 80-foot pit. Um, 
you could, with a little bit of effort or maybe a spell, destroy this thing if it was something that you were keen on doing. But you can also use it as a path to go the other way. Okay. Good to know. Just some helpful information to have. Yep. Uh, is that all for Pavu? Um, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, kind of have my sickle at the ready and chill. Ready sickle, yep. Yeah, like, I, well, I don't want anything to come at us this way either, so I'm kind of, until everybody gets in. Understandable, have a nice day. Yep. Trying to be responsible. <laughs> what, all right. what did he see? I'm a little confused about what he saw. So this blue area on the map yeah, yeah. is an ice shelf. Right. It, uh, it connects two ends of the path, it hovers over an 80-foot pit. It's sturdy enough to walk on, but can be destroyed with effort. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Um, and it is your turn, and then Sai is on deck. Uh, Una, what are you wearing for armor? Do you have anything for armor? I am wearing... something for armor. Our <clears throat> Sunday best. I think I actually forgot to write my armor down. I'm going to, um, I will go ahead and cast Bless then, and I will cast it at a higher level. Ooh. So that's four creatures, Ooh. and I'll get, uh, one, two, three, four. A better Bless, bless Bureau. Oh, mm. well, thank you. Plus Ooh. who? That's plus, plus four? Up. Plus four? Plus, plus a point D for a minute, right? Plus is a, a D4 uh, for any um, attack roll or save. It's huge. Grass and it's uh, up to a minute. Yeah. And then um, I think I'll just sort of shift over one and I'll stand right there. Okay. Uh, that is all for Nicolau? Yes. Sai and then Una. Um, so Sai looking a bit paler green than normal um, kind of raises his little mushroom covered shield and he kind of mutters to it, and this weird-looking, like, Indian pipe-looking mushroom pops out, and he's just like, ow, and then he disappears. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> awesome! All right. He's dead, though. <laughs> he went home. Uh, anything else for you on your turn? Uh, I move up. Okay. Una. Uh, so, Una... Um, and then you're on deck. ...scoots into the mouth of the cave. And then just straight up walks up the wall. Oh, yeah. All right. So you don't even have to go on the ice. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. Uh, and you know what? I'll... Can I still dash? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dash is an action. Yeah. That'll be the most horrifying uh, thing any of us have seen. 14-year-old girl just... <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, she has... Um, She has use of her hands free, so she literally just, like, walks up the wall. She yells, parkour! (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's very Inception. From there, I'd like you to make a perception check, please. Hey! That is... Perception 17. Um, You hear muffled whimpering coming uh, from down this pathway, as though, like... Somebody was whimpering into a heavy blanket or maybe into their arm trying to keep themselves from crying, but is actually crying. So I think as a 14-year-old girl, you probably know very well. Yeah. <laughs> she has expertise in weeping in the corner. <laughs> uh, is that it for Una? Uh, yeah, because I don't have a bonus that would do anything. Okay. Kusanyantai and then Zeblin. Does Nyantai know where this hidden Yeti might be? Uh, hidden Yeti is not anywhere within the 30 feet in front of you, probably around the corner, but can smell it. Okay. Um, dodge action. Bloop. All right. Uh, can he see it at this point? Uh, <clears throat> yes. Yes. 
it is clinging to the side of the cliff oh. down here waiting for you to pass. Look at that big son of a bitch. And ah. as he gets there, he's going to make a claw attack at Nyanta. No, not Get the, the fuck goat. off my goat. <laughs> Dodge I'm very okay. emotionally attached to this goat that is not my goat. <laughs> <laughs> like. uh, okay, so that's going to be a 24 to hit. That's with a disadvantage? Does the goat die? Uh, why disadvantage? Dodge action. Oh yeah, the dodge action. Oh, uh, you might make it. That's going to be a 15 to hit. I think that's exactly what you needed. Yep. Uh, so 10 points of damage on the goat. Oof. Ouch. Okay. Hey, he's still dodging at least. Yep, yep. And that was his held action. This yeah. goat's got moves, don't worry about it. Uh, and anything else for the goat? Uh, the goat is done, but Koos Balad still gets to go. Okay, go ahead, Koos. Uh, Koos is going to run up here and bonk this Yeti with a torch. Yeti bonking. Bonk! That's a kind of shit roll, though. Uh, you, have, you have got uh, the thing. I don't. I was oh, you don't? Bus. Sorry. You're too far away. Um, 12. Do I get any advantage or anything because he's hanging down from the Hoosie What's It? Nope. Okay, so 12? Nope. Okay. Uh, and I Actually, no, 12 hits. I'm sorry. Ooh, My ooh, mistake. Ooh, ooh. Get him. All right. They're not wearing armor. It's a shit roll. Uh, three points of damage. It's a lit torch if there's anything that has to do anything with that. There is. Um, well, do, uh, well, okay. I, I'll give it to you. Technically, you have to take fire damage, and this would only be bludgeoning damage, but I, he has a fear of fire effect that I'm going to give to you because you're hitting him with a flaming torch. It seemed disingenuous not to. Mm-hmm. Water it down if you need to to make it feel better. I'm fine with that. Okay. I will. Um, we'll, we'll work on something. Instead of disadvantage me, I'll just give him a minus one. Sounds great. All right. Is um, that all for Coos? Nope. I'm mobile, so I'm getting the fuck away from him. <laughs> Good idea. All right. Uh, Zevelin, it is your turn, and then Pavu, you are on deck. Before my turn begins, does mm. him, uh, does the Yeti swiping out and him lighting it up with the torch reveal the Yeti's presence to me? Um, suppose you might see a hand. Okay. Uh, enough, but I, I'm going to give the Yeti plus five on its AC for uh, for being under three quarters cover. That's okay. Hey, uh, uh, I had one more point of damage. I'm going to make him my favorite foe. Yep. Sounds good. And did it? Uh, did, is its passive perception greater than thirteen? Uh, it its passive perception was not, but it was actively looking out for you, so it sees you. Okay, so it would have saw my thirteen yep. stealth. Okay. Yep. Then I will roll one die with my bless. Bless up. Yeah. No. That's fine. It's the side of the cliff, but it's my turn. Okay. All right. Go ahead. It's up to me. Save us. Yeah. All right. Well, getting close to this gigantic murder machine might not be the best idea, so I am going to maintain where I'm at. Uh, is it is it still getting a bonus? Yes. It's still lowered down below the edge of the cliff. Where would I have to go to get a clear shot then? Right up to the edge. Would that be the edge? I'd count it. Thank you for bearing with me. No problem. Oh, this is good Zeppelin fighting music. Six, this is good fighting music in general. Yeah, like so would this. here be okay? Uh, yeah, I'll give you that one. Okay. Uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit exposed for my liking, but that's fine. Uh, let's see how the shot goes. You got a goat and a tool in between it and you. You should be okay. Yeah, the, the goat's in base to base, so uh, that's fine with me. Yeah, nine is not long for this world. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> All right, so 10 plus 5 is 15 to hit. 15 hits? Yes, it does. And that's going to be sneak attack because of goat. <laughs> that's right! Yes! Yeah. So it's going to be 14 piercing. 14 piercing. Got it. And a bonus action dash out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking luck! Alright, that's all for <clears throat> Zev? Yep. Pavu and Nikola. Okay, um, do I hear this happening? 
I imagine the goat makes a noise when being goaded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ow, uh, that fucking hurt! Right in the goat hole. Uh, you button hooked me. I'm sweating at least. Didn't expect you to button hook me. Three, four, five. <laughs> you better not six. mention it again. <laughs> Ten. Oh, wow, I can get my whole ass right up next to. Yeah. Uh, I go, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> um, There's a Yeti. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to sling a dart at it because that's all I can do right now. So. Okay. Uh, 14 plus 1 plus whatever. That's going to be a non natural 20. No, wait, that's 19. Just kidding. 19? Yeah. Okay, that hits. Still. Okay. Good, do damage. Okay. A 12 hit him earlier for our math yeah, purposes. Right, <laughs> uh, that's minimum damage, so uh, 5. 5 points of damage, okay. Alright, that's all for Pav. Yeah. Nicolau, and then Yeti time. <clears throat> um, that's not for Yeti time. Alright, uh, Nicolau, he... It must be obvious there's a combat going on up there. He is going oh, yeah. to... Going to move back. Is this a... So, are we in like a canyon? And this is a cave in the canyon? Yes. So that, this is a hill above me? Yep. Alright, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move back. I'm going to spy above everything mm-hmm. for this guy to come back. Okay. And I'm going to ready an action. If I see him, I'm going to mind sliver him. All right. Sounds good. Um, is that all for Nikolao? Yes. All right. The Yeti will climb up right there. Hi, douche. Um, let's see. Kus, you uh, you look tasty. I dunked him with that torch. Give yeah, me that minus one. You did. Uh, yeah. He's got minus one on, on everything this turn against you. Um, he's going to start by using his chilling gaze against you. Ooh. He's targeting you, a creature you can see within 30 feet. Target can see the Yeti. Target must succeed on a DC 13 constitution saving throw. 13, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a big whiffer. Chilling gaze sounds bad. Let me think about this. Um, sounds inspiration-y to me. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. That's why I wrote a beat poem. That's way better. 19. 19. All right. You shrug <clears> off <throat> the chilling gaze. You are immune for, to, from this effect from all yetis except for abominable yetis for the next day. Um, for an hour. Sorry, Definitely won't be any hour. of those. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but he still makes two claw attacks at you at minus one each. Uh, so the first one's going to be a definite whiff. The second one is going to be a 19 to hit. 19 gets me. Okay. You take... <clears throat> Ten slashing damage. Okay, that's fine. And three cold damage. Oh, that's less fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can. Yeah, I think he's just going to stand there and beat up on you. Oh. Every time you say that, I think you're saying nauseous. Uh, that is the Yeti's turn. It is Sai's turn, and then Una's on deck. Sai's turn, and then Unanda. Yeah, um... Hmm. You guys are good there, but Una went off that way. Um... Man. I have dark vision. You're probably going to go forward more. I'm I want to see a goblin play hockey. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He's no, not a no. Canadian. <laughs> He's going to go there, and he's going to expend Wild Shape to do his spore thing. Okay. 
Sport. He's a, he's a good sport. Would that break his invisibility? <laughs> it's not casting spell. All right, is that all for Sai? That's it. Una, and then Kuspalad. Uh, I am going to... Kate, will you move it's, me up? It's up. Five. This way? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, from there... You can see up on, this is a ledge that mm-hmm. looks down into this room, so it's mm-hmm. about 10 feet up. Mm-hmm. Hiding there at the end is a, um, looks like a juvenile yeti. It's about three feet tall, maybe a little taller than a halfling, a little smaller than a dwarf. Punch it. And it's got a female halfling, and it's got its big mitten paw, like, over its mouth to keep it from crying out. They don't see you. Oh. 